Welcome to episode 20 of the NFL Divisional Playoff Edition. It's beers and bets, and we in Western New York are headed to Kansas City. This last weekend, we've separated the wheat from the chaff, and we are left with four quality teams in each conference, which is evidenced in this week's spreads as no team is favored by more than six points. I'm Keith Noel, and this is George Wonder, GW Bread, Georgie Boy. What's happening, G-Dub? Living large. Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs? We'll be talking about playoffs for the next several minutes. Let's get it done. But before we can start that, we got to get going. What are you bending this podcast? Today, I am cracking open Southern Tier Brewing Company New Haze. Hazy, smooth, IPA. Feel the haze cracking in at an alcohol 6.0 on the Richter. Within your limits, George. There we go. Cracking it open. Done. All right. I'm going back to an old friend. Early in the season, I had two horrid weeks back-to-back, and I snapped out of that funk with my good friend, Jack and Coke. Last weekend was a disaster, to put it mildly here on the show. So I'm going to return to my amigo, my compadre, Jack and Coke. To bring me out of the wild card weekend. Whiskey to take the edge off and caffeine to keep me going. As there never was a dull night in Vegas when Jack and Coke was my co-pilot at the crap stable in the wee hours. Let's hope that this will crank me up for the divisional playoff weekend. How'd you do last weekend, George? Last week was a stellar playoff week for me as I picked on the pretenders. Cashed at 4-2 and two and hit my best bet following Tommy Brady. And the Buccaneers. Tommy, terrific. Well done. I, however, comma, the first one of the show. Here we go. I'm hitting my southern tier. I fell off the ledge this weekend. A big sombrero wearing an offer. The only saving grace that I had this weekend was that my bets were on the podcast. And I had it run off to Del Lago, Del Lago to make them on paper. So I had plenty of time with in-game betting. And opportunities came up to make some money. So this was one weekend that I was awfully glad that I wasn't at Del Lago. But... As I've said before on the show, if you aren't learning something, you are not getting better as a better. And I learned plenty of lessons last week. I love my sharp angles. I love my trends. But I think I got a little consumed with that, and I didn't take the eye test to tell me otherwise. Let's face it. Kingsbury and Murray played terrible down the stretch this season, and Kingsbury has a history of being putrid down the stretch in both college and the pros. Arizona did not look like they wanted to play football on Monday. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, my apologies to the state of Pennsylvania, they were not very good playoff teams, and they showed it. And rookie quarterbacks do not fare well in the playoffs, regardless if the hoodie is their leader. But with that said, we're going onward and upward, and let's get after this weekend's games, Georgie. We're going to start with the Saturday games, 3 o'clock. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals going to Tennessee. The line opened up at two and a half, quickly got bet to three. And right now it's settled at three and a half with a hook. The over and under, I believe, is at 47. So what do you got, Georgie? We'll let you start this one. Obviously, Joe Burrow and the the, Bengals from Cincinnati, huge win in one of the more compelling games last weekend. Props to them for breaking a huge, long playoff drought. However, comma, can they back it back up against the number one seed? My analysis is this. I see Joe Burrow being able to pass the ball. I see Jamar Chase at all being able to catch the ball. I don't see... 
the Bengals D being able to stop whichever running back happens to be toting the rock for Tennessee. So I say Tennessee wins with, you know, at least a point or two to spare in the cover by, you know, four, five, six, not 20, but not one. That's my analysis. Very good. I thought you would be interested in that hook, Georgie boy, because the hook a lot of times attracts some betters. But interestingly enough, this week we are not seeing the Sharps go after that hook. The line has stayed at three and a half. If anything, you like Cincinnati, you might hold out here because you might get four, four and a half by the time it's all said and done. Good news for Cincinnati. They got Hendrickson, Hendrickson back on the line, defensive line. A little stat I heard this week, when he's in, they got a 40 Three percent pressure rate. When he's out, it's only a nine percent pressure Woo, rate. I don't know what the hell pressure rate means, but that's a big difference. Pressure. We also have a couple other linemen who are banged up and out, including one of their big run stoppers. They are a bottom ten team when it comes to run defense. And let's face it, that win against the Raiders, while they got it done, they left the door open, and the Raiders were knocking on the door at the end of that game. If you were watching the game, you really thought it seemed like Cincinnati took it to them, but they just couldn't put them away. They got extra whistles, they got extra calls, they got extra turnovers, and they still couldn't do it. Right now, to me, Cincinnati's kind of the flavor of the week. Everybody loves Burrow. Hey, the guy looked, kid looked awesome out there. Everybody loves Jamar Chase. They look good, but now they're going to Tennessee, like George said. And Mr. Henry, which everybody's talking about, you know what? It doesn't really matter because Henry was rushing for 4.3 yards per game. Dante Foreman was rushing for 4.3 yards per game as well. The reason everything slacked off was because Tennessee played 91 players this year, which is an NFL record. So everybody's forgetting about Tennessee and saying, oh, they're not a good number one seed. 91 players, an NFL record. Vrabel should be the coach of the year for what he has done as the number one seed. And guess what, friends? Everybody's back. That team of Tannehill, Julio Jones, Henry, and A.J. Brown played a total of five games together this year. That's it. And yet they are still the number one seed. This team is healthy now, and you better watch out because A.J. Brown is a freaking stud. Henry is probably going to be a bit of a decoy in this game, and I don't care if he plays or not. They've got the line back. They've got their defense healthy. They are a battle-tested team. And I'll take Coach Rabel over Kate's Taylor in this series. So give me the Tennessee Titans minus the three and a half. One more little stat. Mr. Rabel on eight days rest is 8-0. All right. We also know that when line moves in this series in a divisional round, go toward a team like they have Tennessee. Those teams are 22-10. and 10. And good just, sharp money. Just for good measure, the over has ticked up a little bit. I think Tennessee's going to score. I think Burrow's going to have to throw the ball all over the place. I think they're going to get some scores as well. So I do like the over at 47.5. And, and this series between Cincinnati and Tennessee, not that it matters because it's a playoff game, but they are 7-0-1 to the over in their last eight games. So line me up with George with the Tennessee Titans. All right, let's go to the late game, the frigid frozen tundra. Lambo Field. Field. San Francisco at Green Bay. Lined open at four. Quickly went up to four and a half to six as the news of the injuries for the Niners and for Garoppolo's injuries were more and more exposed. However, since then, it's dropped down to five and a half and it may keep trickling down because there seems to be some San Francisco money coming in. I'm going to point out a little interesting NFL note. 
Green Bay playing at 8 o'clock at night on Saturday to make it as cold as heavenly possible for San Francisco. Tampa Bay keeping Mr. Brady within his bedtime by playing the early game on Sunday. Don't think that's a mistake, my friends. They would love Green Bay and Tampa Bay to be playing. Would they not, George? Absolutely. So they're not making it rigged, but they're awfully helping out Green Bay and Tampa Bay, and you better believe that's the truth. Aaron likes his prime time. All right. Now, interesting stat to get things going. Mr. Rogers, when it's freezing out, is 31-11. and 11. Jimmy G has never played in freezing weather. How about that? It's hard to believe. That's what they say. At least to the NFL. He did go to East Illinois. Yes. Um... Anyway, Mr. Garoppolo as well is suffering from a shoulder injury and a thumb injury. I love what everyone says. He's not going to be able to play in the cold weather. Guess what? If you're injured, it probably sucks if it's 80 degrees out too. I don't think it really matters what the weather's like. When you're injured, you're injured. All right? Now, more importantly than that, we got Bosa. He's supposed to be coming back. We've got some other defensive players injured. San Francisco is really banged out. I mean, I, I, gotta, I, I admit... I like the idea of the physicality of San Francisco against the finesse of Green Bay. Mr. Rogers, with his 37 touchdowns and two interceptions, he has been a giant killer, and he has really covered up some of Green Bay's weaknesses. They are at home where they're 7-1 ATS, and LaFleur has done something that Mr. McCarthy could not do, which is get the hell out of Aaron Rodgers' way. Let him do what he does what he has done that McCarthy has not is coached the team well. <laughs> Very good. Now, one more little interesting stat that I love to give is that when teams come from 1,500 miles away to Green Bay, Green Bay is 17-5-3. Now, we know Shanahan's done well as a dog. Garoppolo has done well as a dog. All those things are true. I like the fact that San Francisco is going to slow it down. Shanahan's going to have a good game plan in there. It's going to be a good game, but something tells me that Mr. Garoppolo always has that one turnover that makes a mistake. He did it against Dallas. They couldn't recover. Rodgers, you don't do that against Rodgers. George, what do you think about the game? Because as you can tell, I'm going with Green Bay minus a six. Yes, I'm going to do a public play. But I'm also going to take the under in this game because I think it's going to be slowed down and I don't think it's going to be a shootout, as they say. What do you got, George? (sighs) Making for a very dull show. I'm probably going to agree with you. Here's my situation. I think San Francisco is a terrible matchup for Green Bay in terms of how they play as compared to how the Packers play. Yep. I just put a lot of stock in that Green Bay is really good and they're exceptionally good in Lambeau. That's true. Um, They're really good in Lambeau and it's cold. True. And all these things are happening. So my analysis of how it plays out San Francisco does run it some, run it with some success, use their, you know, I'll call it Swiss Army Knife Debo to the max. And with all of that, it still ain't enough, and they come up a touchdown short, which means the pack not only advances, but covers. So And gets to have one more game. Lambeau Field. And in the back of my mind when I was analyzing this game, give me one more night. I couldn't help but think of what Georgie said at the beginning of this year. Rogers on his FU tour. The tour, Everybody baby! Giving him crap, and here he is in the proper position to get things done and to keep moving forward. I want to also point out that for you Dallas fans, you're in a no-win position because Mr. McCarthy is terrible. 
He had Aaron Rodgers for umpteen years, won one Super Bowl. He has now gone to Dallas, another exceptional team, and he is not getting the job done. So what is Mr. Jones going to do with him? Is he going to fire him? I don't think he can do that because that would be mud on his face. Is he going to move the OC up and make him say, the head oh, coach? Oh, by the way, both the OC and DC are on everyone's hot watch list for all the head job openings. So can you imagine McCarthy without those two to lean on and do the heavy lifting. I don't know. All I'm like just saying. All I can say is they were the number two team in penalties. They blew the end of that game. They shouldn't have been in it in the first place. They had a chance, and they couldn't get it done. And it's another year of McCarthy letting things get away with an incredible team with incredible talent. That guy, I don't know who his agent is, but he does one hell of a job. <laughs> Alright, and now for a word from our sponsor, the number one sponsor, Finger Lakes Realty. The Finger Lakes Realty, the premier real estate agency in not just Penyan, but all of Yates County. If you've got a property to sell, if you're looking to get into the market, they have the knowledge, the 411, they understand this market like nobody else. Give him a call. Bob Kerbo, 315-270-2008. That's 315-270-2008. Or Jenna Kerbo, 315-759-9002. 315-759-9002. The Finger Lakes Realty. And now back to the early Sunday games. But before we do that... Another question popped up in the chat box, George, for Beers and Bets this week. Remember, anyone can send in a question. Not just young Mikey, who comes with another one this week. (laughs) He's very inquisitive, Mikey. (laughs) Young Mikey says, I always consider myself a Keith guy, but after last weekend, I'm thinking of switching to being a George guy. (laughs) Can Keith do anything this week to bring me back? Your thoughts, George? Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. I had to get a little Godfather reference. Why not? So your thoughts were? I say, (laughs) welcome aboard the G-Dub bandwagon train. There's plenty of seats available. So you're you're just saying, dump Keith, go with George. I, I didn't say you should do that. I said it's feasible. It's not a bad choice. All right. Interesting, George. Well, what I'd first say to young Mikey is, you ever tried a Vincent pick? Or even a Gene pick? Bravo. Gene oh, no, no. is trash. Forget that. Gene is trash. All right, let's get back to the Sunday games. I'm not even answering that. You know my record. You know where I stand. Everybody's bound to have one bad week. We're getting back at it. Listen to the analysis. I got it down, Mikey. We're back. All right, Sunday early game, as I said, Mr. Brady, before bedtime, gets to play his game. Los Angeles at Tampa Bay. The line has been a solid three points. The over and under, 48, ticked up to 48.5. What do you got? Here's the deal. I clearly have picked two home favorites. Am I going to go chalk across the board? I say no. It's hard for me to say what I'm about to say because I'm planning on betting against the GOAT, Tom Brady. L.A. went all in, and their all in does just enough. Part of their all in was they took a tremendous line and added a tremendous player, Von Miller. 
the single Achilles heel that Tom has displayed is he does way worse if he's rushed and attacked. You saw what happened, how the Arizona game turned into a laugh really quick when Kyler Murray made some horrific decisions. Horrific. I see just enough of that happening, just enough Stafford Cooper Cup magic for L.A. to hang around, and then something happens, and they cover, if not win outright. I'm taking the Rams and the three. All right, very good. I didn't think you'd go there, George. I think you'd be all about the GOAT. Because let's face it, we get to the divisional rounds, we got eight good teams, and you better have a good quarterback. Stafford got off the hump last week with his first playoff win out of four games. Mr. Brady's got a few more playoff wins than that. He wasn't Detroit Lions. Hey, I'm just saying. it doesn't matter. Now we got to play the game. I love Brady. I don't love Brady. I respect Brady, and his play matters. But here's the thing. They got offensive line woes. And where they have offensive line woes is where Mr. Donald and where Mr. Miller will be lined up. Now they really have woes. There's going to be a problem here. They're going to wreak havoc. They're going to get after him. The only way to beat Tom Brady is to knock him down because that guy doesn't like it when you mess up his hair. Get after Tom Brady, disrupt things, make him hurt, make him angry. The only thing that worries me is that the Rams had to bring in a guy who's been drinking pina coladas for the last two years, Eric Weddle, to start, not to play, to start at safety against Arizona. But what does Kingsbury do? I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to dump off the pass. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to dump off the pass. I'm not going to challenge a guy who's been drinking pina coladas for two years. You change your plays when you see what the other team has to offer. And don't think Mr. Brady, who's from the school of Belichick, the art of war, is Sun Tzu. attack the weakness of the other team. And unfortunately, Mr. Brady is not going to be afraid to attack going deep. He's not going to be afraid to attack the middle, which is the weakest part of the Rams' defense. But with that said, I cannot believe George and I are all aboard the train. <laughs> so I guess you can't say one of us is better than the other because we just agree this week. Little Mikey, we're all together. I agree. I think the Rams, there's always a team that seems to be a bit of destiny, and I think the Rams now with Akers back and with Sony Michelle in the backfield, those guys are dynamic. I'm not so sold on everybody talking about how great Tampa Bay's defense is. I hear the defense is great, and then two weeks later, I hear they're susceptible to the pass, and then another week later, the defense isn't that great. They just can't decide if the defense is that great. I think they're a little bit older. I think they're a little bit worn out. They've had two long, long seasons, and I think the Rams are fresh and ready to go. What we want to see is the Rams control the ball, run the ball, and don't make Stafford have to do too much. If he's got to throw 45 times a game, we're in trouble because he is prone to mistakes. He is prone to doing things that aren't very intelligent. So let's hand the ball off, let's set up the play-action pass, and let's go get this game won. I love the over at 48.5, and I also love the Rams on the money line. I'll take the three because it's worth it. Maybe we can get to that three and a half, but really the way it's going right now is it may go down to two and a half by game time. And I'm going to tell you this. We got some injury issues with Tampa Bay, with Cincinnati, with San Francisco. You don't have to make up your mind tonight, people. you got to pay attention to what's happening coming up in these next day or two because there's a lot of guys who are important guys, linemen, who make a difference that you got to pay attention to. And just one more little caveat. 
The Rams are 5-0 and ATS in Tampa Bay. I always love to have That's a good, good stat to throw in with that. And you know that when we see those early line movements, if we get one, that it's 22-10. and 10. Uh, 52% of the money is going Los Angeles' way. The other interesting thing is things are really, uh, really tight between all the teams right now. And uh, as far as the money goes, there's nobody other than Green Bay that's, that's a huge, even the over-and-unders that are huge dis- uh, disparity. One more thing I want to point out, a little fun game to play, George. All right, so here's the thing to think about, George. Eight quarterbacks. Who would be, all things being equal, offense, defense, no injuries, we got eight quarterbacks. Who would be your top four quarterbacks that you take, if you could, in the playoffs this weekend? One, two, three, four. A.A. Ron. One. Goat. Two. Now it gets tougher. I say I'm going out on a limb, which you'll say is not a limb. Joe Burrow. Three. Now, I guess I really can't put <laughs> Joe Burrow ahead of either Kyle Allen or Mahomes. <laughs> Although I'd love I to. Wanna, go ahead. That you would can be do, ballsy. You can do anything you want to do. Let me split the diff and go Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Kyle Allen. No, you only get four. All right, you went Burrow first. All right. Okay. I'm going Mahomes. I'm going Rodgers. I'm going Brady. I'm going Allen. Just a good little thought. Food for thought. When you're looking at your teams and you look at your games, who do you want in there? All right, let's finish it up. The last game we have, Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, the Sunday late afternoon tilt. The line opened up at 2.5. It's since been bet down to 1.5. Kind of crazy with the over and under. It started at 53, went up to 54, went up to 55. Now it's back down to 54. There's been a little bit of buyback to the under. Go ahead, George. Where are you starting? Rematch. Rematches are always difficult for the team that's won once to do it again. Right now, both teams are playing well, not just because they've won and made it to this round, but they've looked impressive in doing so. Quite frankly, it's hard to look more impressive than Buffalo did last week against the Hoodie. True. I think Buffalo has what it takes to go there, do just enough Control the clock, keep Mahomes on the sideline wearing a little, you know, wool hat instead of his helmet. I say Buffalo wins a very entertaining, tight game based on the throwing and passing of Mr. Allen. All right. Well, it's going to be a boring show, but we only have four (laughs) games, so it's bound to happen. Um, A couple things that I like. Buffalo, completely healthy. Buffalo, once again last week. Did not win a close game. This does has me a little bit nervous as we get closer and closer that are they just going to keep blowing teams out? They did it again last week in what the NFL is described as the perfect game. No team has ever done what they did. They went seven for seven, no turnovers, no punts, all touchdowns. Never happened in the NFL before it happened in a playoff game. Pretty remarkable. I think the Bills were built. This team was built. To beat Kansas City, to compete with Kansas City. They proved it early in the year. Now, if you're a Kansas City backer, I know what you're going to say. That was not the same Kansas City team. That was that was a Kansas City team where Mahomes was throwing interceptions. The defense looked horrible. You are 100% correct. This game is going to be a tug of war. Who is going to out-scheme the other? Which defense, not offense, which defense is going to come up with the stops? Kansas City loves the blitz. 
you don't blitz Mr. Allen, or he's going to run all over you. He's going to pass all over you. So Kansas City's got to do something different. Buffalo has struggled stopping the run. Kansas City's going to want to establish the run to set up that play action. Mahomes has gone back to scrambling a little bit more than he has before, and he started to be what he used to be, a creator, making things happen. Back in the sandlot. You, you go out, make a button hook, go deep. There you go. That's what he's doing now. A couple things that concern me, though. Tyreek Hill does not look 100%. He's gone under 75 yards six times or less in the last eight games, I believe, I had. He just does not seem like the dynamic burst that he has gotten through in the past. Now, I know Holmes, yes, last week, used about six different receivers. Everybody got in the mix. But he was a big part of who they are, and he doesn't seem to have that. The one thing I really like is that Buffalo seems like they are going in the right direction. Five straight wins. Allen, 16-9 as a dog. They shedded the hoodie, and now they're going to go slay that dragon. I'm with George. I like the Bills. I feel like it's kind of a popular play. I mean, the picks are 50-50. How can you not like Kansas City at home only laying two points? I just feel like it's a Buffalo year. I think the Mafia is going to be out. It's going to be a ball burner. It's going to be a great game. You hope it is. You hope it's not one of those games that just falls apart. Whatever. Now it's time for our Vegas insider, John Tana. Are you done? Oh, yes, go ahead. Are you sure? John Tana. Go to hell. John Tana was on fire this weekend, going a perfect 3-0. He moved his overall record at 25-15. He was victorious with Cincinnati and San Francisco. He got the job done despite leaving a little room at the end for dramatic comebacks. And cruised with Buffalo, who, dare I say, may have finally figured out the hoodie. Could this be a trend? The hoodie on his heels versus Buffalo? This week, John Tanner likes Cincinnati, Tennessee going over the total. Buffalo to keep the train rolling in Kansas City. And the Rams to pull the upset in Tampa Bay. And remember, he's still alive with Green Bay and Cincinnati for his Super Bowl selections. George, who do you have going way back to week one? If I recall, when we talked about our futures, I talked about the A.A. Ron. Yes. And I talked about Tennessee. No. You have Buffalo. Okay. So you're still alive. I have Tennessee. You had Tennessee to go over in your wins. Okay. I've I got know I said something about that. I got Tennessee and the Rams. So I don't think we can hate our positions. I know I've already hedged on the Bengals and Bucks for this weekend. If they get the wins in, I'm going to roll with those winnings all the way to the Super Bowl. All right, George, what do you got for your best bets? Best bet? I... I'm going to say back A.A. Ron. Give me Green Bay minus the points. All right. I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee minus the three and a half. I do like that over 47 as well. And I would do a teaser taking Green Bay down to a pick. And I'll take Buffalo through the key points at three and seven and get them up to seven and a half. How about a couple prop bets, George, before we end the show? Let's talk about some props. As I talked about the Cincy-Tennessee game and how it's going to go for Cincinnati to be in the game, and I think they will be in the game, Joe Burrow, I say, goes over his number, 277 and a half yards. All right. Um, another prop. You touched on it. I don't think the Jaguar is right. I say KC, Jaguar, Tyreek Hill, under 71 yards. All right. Uh, I'll throw out a couple there. 
Uh, I do like uh, Allen. He only had one and a half touchdowns. You're playing a, a big fee for it, but I think uh, Josh Allen going over one and a half touchdowns I like. I didn't see a number on it. I love Brady with a sneak in that Rams-Buccaneers game. He does it every couple playoff games, it seems like, so give me one of those. Uh uh, Beckham, I like him with the Rams getting another touchdown. He just seems to be finding the end zone recently, and I think that's a great look. I also like Mixon uh, under the 61 and a half yards at Cincinnati. Uh, I think you talked about it. They're going to have to throw the ball. I think they're going to start throwing it all over the place. I think Burrow, whatever his attempts are, I think is a great over bet. I don't know about his completions, but I would definitely take the over. I like A.J. Dillon in Green Bay getting a touchdown and over 20 rushing yards, I believe, is what he's got to get. If that's the number, I take it. And I'd also like uh, Garoppolo under 246 yards passing. But I'll take Samuel uh, Debo. I think he's got 35 as his number for rushing yards. I think he's getting a lot of touches. Anything else out there you like? I, I, I do have, and again, it's kind of a weaselly play, rush yards, Jimmy G at the over and under of one and a half. I say he can get there. One and a half. It takes one play. The sacks count or not? No. That oh. that goes against your passing he, he yards. Just, it, it counts in college, right. not in the pros. Just checking. So he just so. has to move forward. Move forward one time. All right. Very good. Uh, anything else in closing? Any overs and unders you like? And, and along those lines, I do not see him taking the victory formation at the end and losing Ooh. four yards of play at the end. That could cost you. Another so. interesting one I saw out there was all the quarterbacks rushing yards was 100, I think it was 10 or 112. The only two guys that are going to run the ball are Allen and Mahomes. Say, Allen's going to get half of that himself, but right, Tommy yeah. ain't getting into you know, double digits. Rodgers doesn't run. Stafford doesn't run. I mean, that might be an interesting under. I mean, right. uh, I would say this, right? When the plays break down, when the show breaks down, no. go ahead. So when plays break down, Mahomes runs around and chucks it. Allen runs over people. True. All right, so that's the end of the show, and we'll see you next week. We're not done till we get to the Super Bowl. AFC-NFC Championship next week. Have a good one, people.